Yo, what's going on, Vancouver? Welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. My name is Yashko, and in today's episode, we're going over five ways to stay mentally sharp because discipline is, or motivation is fleeting, discipline is where it's at, and if you stay mentally sharp all the time, then you're going to be able to maximize your results in life and also, of course, in the gym as well. So if you don't know me, like I said, my name is Yashko, and I'm the co-owner of Kraken Training, and I'm sitting here with Brandon Nye who's a strength and conditioning coach, jujitsu black belt, and the co-owner of Kraken Fitness. And together, we've helped thousands of people across the lower mainland achieve their body composition and performance goals. So welcome to the podcast. And roll the intro. All right, so last night I went out for like the first time since uh, June. Yeah, a confession to make. <laughs> yeah, so I had one alcoholic beverage. Gasp. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had a old-fashioned. I think it had two shots of bourbon inside. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling it this morning. So, okay, to be fair, like I, we used to drink quite a bit. Like, like probably like on a regular basis. Like, you know, like... Uh, how any like young person, young adult would drink maybe at least twice, two to three times per week, which is like way. Too and much. also maybe one day where you just get like absolutely smashed, obliterated. People say like, I'm getting older. I process alcohol worse. And that's why I feel worse now when I'm older. But I think that it's just for me, it's not it's not necessarily that I'm getting older. It's just that I don't drink that often. And then also I'm way more sensitive to the way that I feel because it's way more important to me. And I think as you get older, the way you feel becomes more and more important to you. Whereas when you're younger, you like don't really care about that. You're just like way more in tune with how you feel. It's not like I threw up in the morning or anything like that. It's that like I I can feel that I'm off. I'm not optimal and I don't like it. I was just a little foggier than you're usually used to. Exactly. And I just, uh, yeah, I don't like it. So this morning had a big cup of coffee, had some water, and then also had to take my mushroom supplements, which is basically uh ashwagandha lion's mane and then had a little bit of l-theanine as well which is also like a mild stimulant um just amino acid that you know just gives you a little bit of energy and also kind of reduces some anxiousness so that's uh what i did this morning to be able to do this podcast because it's sunday morning at 7 a.m that's when we do this it's definitely early yeah and Maybe not the most optimal time to do podcasts for most people. And you said that you went out last night too, and you didn't drink alcohol. Yeah, so we went out for dinner, and I know that like alcohol is just like a, such a normal thing to do on a weekend night now, but I've been trying to make it a challenge for myself sometimes to just go out and just not have a drink and just enjoy my meal. And And for that matter, I really did. And so I was able to go home, get a fairly decent sleep, and today I feel great. I mean, I took the same mushrooms and I feel even better other than just my hands being super sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's uh, definitely side effects from these mushrooms, uh, unwanted side effects. But to me, once or twice a week, it's definitely worth it. Probably why I'm like elevating off my chair right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the morning, I was actually looking up because I was feeling kind of crappy. I was like trying to look up like mild stimulants that aren't good for you on Google, that are good for you, sorry, on uh, Google. And uh not much really pops up and like things that like, you know, like ginkgo balboa and things like that, like that you clearly like aren't that bad for you. Taurine, things like that. They're like ginseng. 
Yeah, and I don't know how much of an effect they have, but when you're looking up something that doesn't actually isn't actually bad for you, you're gonna find like those kind of things. Yeah, or like chew on a piece of ginger and then down a <laughs> clove of raw garlic. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that just okay. Totally off topic, but like okay, so when I had COVID, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. I was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna just like cure myself so fast. So what I did was like chopped up a bunch of garlic into little pieces i t- had it on a spoon and then i just like downed it and i was like this garlic is just gonna like f- cure me and then like maybe like five minutes later it was like instant i was like holy fuck i'm about to throw up because <laughs> okay here's the thing i had covid lost sense taste and smell uh like uh, like the garlic i did not even taste it i just like took it down and then like for like 30 minutes i was just laying in bed like oh my god oh my god you're like having a fever and sweating from I having really this raw was. garlic just yeah. burning in your stomach. <laughs> like while you have, while you're sick. Like no, it's because you're a vampire. That's why. So if you yeah, don't uh, don't chew raw garlic, <laughs> <laughs> it'll get you stimulated though. <laughs> I was definitely in the not wrong stimulated. way. In the wrong way. <laughs> um, but yeah. So number one, first way that we stay mentally sharp, and that is actually a quick, rapid morning routine. So for me, I just want to wake up. And like start work. So like what I do is actually just uh, wake up, make my coffee, and then I just go like straight into working, which is like working on some spreadsheets in the morning, just kind of like tracking things, looking at what's uh, going to be happening in my day. And then just like looking up like maybe some financial statements for the business and stuff like that, just seeing like how everything's kind of running. And then I start my day as fast as possible. So this is like usually I would say probably a 15 minute morning routine that most of the routine is actually just working and like just kind of planning and things like that. And I think that's in contrast to what a lot of people will say. Like some people will say like, you got to wake up, you have to go out for a 30 minute walk. Then you have to uh, pray and meditate for another hour. And then you have to write. Yeah. You have to have an Epsom salt bath. You have to write in a gratitude journal. And before you know, it's like 1 PM and you're like, I haven't gotten any work done yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I used to be on that side of the spectrum too, where I would go for my morning workout. I would do jujitsu. I still do those things, but I wouldn't do any work before that. Mm. And before you know it, it would be 12 p.m. I'm just starting to get my first real meal and I haven't done any work up until that point. So by changing the start of the day where I just gain momentum by doing the really essential things like brushing my teeth, weighing myself in, and then just getting straight to work, Started the day off by just getting that ball rolling. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do us a favor and tag us on Instagram at Coach Kraken or at Vancouver Fitness Podcast. We have nothing to sell you. All we want to do is give the expert voices in Vancouver a platform and a voice. So without further ado, back to the podcast. So I think uh, there's also a fine line, right? Because like a lot of people will say like, oh, don't wake up in the morning and like go like start doing emails, right? But I think that like you can start doing emails, but I think there's a difference between like, you know, I'm going to look at my emails, right? And I'm going to kind of like see like what there is as opposed to like sitting down and like going through emails right right away because that is like a a form of distraction, right? But I think if that is your job, you should be kind of going through your emails and like seeing like what you need to answer and what like kind of fires you need to put out for that day. So it's kind of like the way I look at the morning routine is kind of like setting the pace for the rest of the day 
And uh, if that means like looking at your email in the morning, there's nothing wrong with that. If that means like opening your social media in the morning, there's nothing wrong with that because those are things that you have to go through in the day if those are part of your business, if if those are part of like your your routine, right? So it's kind of like priming your day with the things that you have to do later in the morning right away. So to bring it back to your point about emails, I kind of, the way I kind of look at it is the reason I want to do all my emails earlier in the day because I want to get rid of those things and I want to be devoid of those things by the time like 6 p.m. hits, right? I don't want to have to deal with emails later in the day. So the earlier I can knock them down, the better I feel about resting my head on the pillow at night. Yeah. Whereas I think if you do the opposite where you're doing emails right all the way up until you go to bed and then you wake up and then you go and go straight into your emails, that's probably where you're going to have an issue. Yeah, for sure. The basically the key to your morning routine is just making sure that it's nice and fast. Don't worry about all the cold showers and all that stuff. Get the basic stuff in as fast as you can that you need to have an optimal day and then just move on with your freaking day. Like you start like you got to start your freaking day. I think uh, if uh, you guys follow like a business person on uh, on Instagram, there's uh, Layla Hormozy, and then she just made a post that said like, "I drink my coffee, and then in five minutes I'm working." Like, yeah, that's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so the next one is uh, ironically enough, limiting alcohol, <laughs> and uh, so like we we track all our metrics on our rings. And we can see that like one alcoholic beverage will mess you up for at least three to four days. Like that's guaranteed 100%. So it's like you have to see if this is worth it, especially if you're drinking on like a Saturday because it's going to bleed into the next week. And then you're going to start your week off like totally crappy because you had a drink. And yeah, for me, it's just not worth it. For me, usually you have alcoholic beverages like later in the evening. So what that's going to do is going to affect my sleep. And then again, affect the actions that I have the next day. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that when I actually do have a few alcohol beverages over the weekend, even through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I feel this like unnecessary anxiousness that I don't usually experience. And I would say I'm a fairly level-headed guy, but this anxiousness, I'm like, why am I feeling like Mm -hmm. this today? You know, it's like people who like struggle with their mental health and it's like, it's like, dude, you drink every night. Like, just cut out the, that and then you're going to feel significantly better. Like you drink alcohol, you drink poison every single night. No wonder you feel like crap. No wonder your your mental health is suffering. Like, don't don't do it. It's not that like you drink because you're sad. It's because you, you're sad because you drink. <laughs> and yeah, it's a it's a vicious cycle. So yeah, limit that alcohol. It's like uh, so bad for your mental health, so bad for everything. But that being said, though, so I had a like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I had a uh, alcoholic beverage last night, old fashioned, double shot, bourbon. Um, and uh, although I feel like crap, I woke up in the morning and I still wrote out my like routine for the day. I like uh, the things I have to do for the day. And I went through the list. I even added a little bit of extra stuff in there because I'm like, I'm not going to let this alcoholic drink ruin me for the rest of the day. So I, I did what I needed to do. I drank my water. I drank my coffee, a little bit extra coffee today. I did. Uh, I took all the my mushrooms <laughs> for the stims. And then uh, I, I, I'm i going to do more than I would normally do today because I know that like I need to m- recover from this as fast as possible. I'm not going to let one alcoholic beverage ruin my whole week, which a lot of people will let, let it ruin their whole week. Yeah, I always found that the best thing to do after having drinks or even having a hangover is just like doing stuff. Yeah, totally. Just get up and just take some kind of action, whether that's going for a walk, going to the gym 
going hanging out with friends rather than just like laying on the couch just yelling for more Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, actually, the key is just not to be hungover in the first place. <laughs> but so yeah, limiting alcohol consumption, trying to bring it closer to f- if you if you're working a Monday to Friday, bringing it closer to Friday, so you have those extra couple nights of sleep to kind of uh, to detox, I guess. But yeah, so alcohol. The next one is uh, little to mild use of stimulants. So obviously, uh, this means like completely eliminating, like if you're taking any anything harder than caffeine, uh, just limiting that to like zero, because uh, that's totally unnecessary. And then uh, on top of that, also limiting your caffeine intake to hopefully like somewhere around like, I would say 100 to 150 milligrams maximum per day, and then keeping that all the way at the beginning of the day. Like we talked about this so many times inside the podcast, but yeah, limiting stimulants, caffeine, ephedrine, whatever you may be taking all the way down to like zero, ideally. But caffeine is the biggest one because again, just like alcohol has become such a normal thing in our society. Mm. And when I wake up in the morning and after my first coffee, I feel great. So I can see why people want to be like around three or four o'clock in the afternoon and be like, I felt great at 8 a.m., why don't I feel great right now? But what that does is it bleeds into the rest of your afternoon, bleeds into the rest of your night, and then you're not going to have as good of a sleep. And then from there, again, it's going to affect your next day and your mental clarity. I, I even find that if I'm like overdosing on caffeine, I feel like less focused. Yeah, totally. There's a point where you've had too much caffeine. Everyone everyone knows what it feels like. Like they've had an extra coffee when they probably shouldn't have there. You get heart palpitations, your hands get all clammy and sweaty and you can't think. Some people get headaches and yeah. that's definitely not going to be good for your mental focus. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had uh, caffeine headaches. Yeah. which kind of messed up. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's no real food that gives you headaches other than caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Your heart literally does not beat when it should. It'll like <laughs> skip a beat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's just normal. You just had an venti Starbucks coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, ventis should not exist. Yeah, you don't don't need a venti. Yeah, no. I would say even like, uh, what's the one, grande? Like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Anything past like a medium is like too much caffeine for the entire day. Yeah, so unnecessary. Um, And I think uh, like I've had a, I've I've, uh, worked with people before where we talk about caffeine intake and they're like, yeah, I just, I just like only like four to five, like four to five coffees per day. Like, so you're so basically what it is is like people drink like a coffee when they wake up and then another coffee booster and then they'll have like a coffee for lunch and then like a coffee in the afternoon and then a coffee in the evening like we've worked with people that do that and that's like caffeine throughout the entire day that's that's insane and then at that point do you even and that's normal do you even feel it anymore no way you, that's just no. like some kind of level of normal I think it's it, I think at a certain point you're addicted like it physically addicted to caffeine and it's just your body just screaming for caffeine right and they're like i don't understand why i'm so tired all the time yeah yeah um the next one is making sure that you have a high nutrient dense food diet and um i think uh in the fitness industry a lot of people kind of like neglect that and they just look at calories macros and that's all they kind of care about and it's insane how much of a like you know i've seen people um, like what they'll do is like they'll they'll have an a, like a low nutrient dense food, you know, like pizza and like going out for dinner a lot and stuff. And then they'll go and get like IV drips from like a naturopath. 
or they'll have one of those crazy vitamin like vegetable mixes yeah 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 and like i need my green mix like why yeah just... what, what what like can't you just get like all of that in just like a normal diet you you really could the the green mix is so unnecessary um and also the green mix like we talked about before like it is kind of going off topic here but those green mixes and all those like multivitamin stuff like that you could take like they're full of toxins and you like you don't know half the stuff inside there like why take that but normally all these vitamins that you usually get in a green mix sure it's derived from those vegetables but the vegetables come with extra fiber, extra other things that are going to help you digest and take those things in. So you mm -hmm. just take it in its melted down form. Yeah. Like form. You basically piss that all out. Yeah. And not only that, like, uh, it, you know, like what's really growing in popularity right now is those real food, uh, like thing, like capsules and stuff. And I think, uh, uh, people are kind of going towards, uh, like desiccated liver, desiccated uh oysters and things like that which uh are really good but it's like just eat the freaking food <laughs> you'll get way more out of it and i think they've done tests on like those desiccated um foods like even when it comes down to like greens and stuff and they're the these companies are taking the measurements of these foods based off like their raw form you know and then as soon as like they freeze dry it and and uh like chop it all up and stuff and turn it into a powder there's like very little nutrients inside these things. So it's better for you to just focus on a nutrient dense diet and just like completely ignore all those like supplements and things that you could be taking um, because it's just not uh, not as worth it as a high nutrient dense diet. And if you if you eat a high nutrient dense food diet, you'll be way less you'll have way less cravings, way less like um, uh, way less uh, need for like other crappy foods. So just making sure that, you know, whatever you think is healthy, just keep doing that. Don't, don't, uh, don't deviate from the plan and like start eating junk food. Like it's the worst thing just because like the macros are okay. Yeah. And I think we should actually define what a high nutrient dense diet is mm -hmm. to Yashko and I, it's basically eating single ingredient foods. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. eating things that come in, it's like Ross form. Like if you're going to eat like Instead of a green shake, you're actually going to have like a, a piece of broccoli or a broccolini or something. If mm. you're going to have some kind of protein, it's not going to be protein powder. It's going to be a chicken breast or a bison. Yeah, totally. But yeah, the, the whole point of that is to help you stay mentally sharp. You know, like you, your system will be running way better on actual good fuel. nutrients. <laughs> yeah, good fuel. Yeah. So the last one and the one that we talk about all the time here is sleep. So with sleep, like... <laughs> It's it's a complete game changer. And once you start tracking your sleep, you will see the difference. Guaranteed. So I'm just curious, like, I'm about to open my uh my aura ring app because I didn't actually so this will be like a surprise for me and let's see let's see how much the alcohol actually affected me last night. I thought my sleep was okay. I'm pretty sure I was in bed for maybe seven hours. Nothing I mean it wasn't great. So you probably actually slept for maybe six to six and a half hours. So with the aura aura ring your sleep is rated on a like a like a score of a hundred, and then you also so you get a score for sleep rated out of a hundred, and then you also get a score for your um, readiness, which is like just how ready you are for the day, like based off your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, and then also like your heart rate, temperature, and things like that, body temperature, which will give you like an overall score of how ready you are to like do daily activities. 
So it just it just uploaded. So what we got here is I slept from eleven twenty seven p.m., which is two hours no three hours after my bedtime, and uh, I woke up at six twenty one today. And let's see here. So yeah, I got seventy one sleep score. So my average sleep score usually is somewhere around like I would say eighty five to ninety, and yeah, seventy one today. So that's not good. <laughs> But it's not, not terrible yet. either. <laughs> yeah, I, it it could have been worse. So okay, here's the thing. Like my uh, so it, it tells me like my uh, like some kind of reports here it says your resting heart rate continues to be elevated. How do you feel? If you need to refuel for the day, try to make time for an even short five minute relaxing breaks and so start unwinding your, what was your before your heart bedtime. rate over. Uh, average heart rate over the evening was sixty two. So usually I'll have somewhere around like fifty eight ish. Maybe like 58, oh no, 57, 50, oh, wow, 53. So yeah, it's it's definitely, it's like 10 beats more than normal. Yeah, I know that for myself, like I'm very like sensitive to alcohol and it doesn't break down well with me. That's why I'm like one of those Asians who get like flush red. And when I drink before bed, my heart, my resting heart rate will be like an average of like 68 to 70. And then you'll, you'll just see it drop off and throughout the night it's like a linear graph from like the top left hand side of the screen down to the bottom right hand screen yeah where usually what you want to see in your sleep graph is you want to see a fairly uh like not as of a steep but like a shallow kind of drop off um about two hours before you actually wake up so your lowest heart rate will be around two hours before your actual wake up time so on top of that though i'm just kind of looking they they have like this uh restfulness which uh, restfulness is like how often you're waking up and how often you're moving and things like that. So uh, usually like I'll have maybe like two to three kind of movements in the middle of the night. But last night. So, you know, like, you know, when you're drinking and like you're, you say like, oh, I was unconscious. I barely moved last night. It's like, yeah, no, probably like we're tossing and turning a lot. and You just don't remember. But yeah, usually I have like maybe like two or three big movements in the night. Um, but yeah, last night it was like moving throughout the entire night. There wasn't a lot of movement movement at the beginning. And then it was just like tossing and turning the rest of the night. So probably what happened was like you're numbed from the alcohol. And then you, you're you like tossing and turning a little bit. Or sorry, you just like kind of like pass out. And then you're like tossing and turning for the rest of the night because you're probably hot. Uh, body temperature is probably elevated, which is something I didn't check here. So body temperature... It says, oh, okay, yeah, it's a no normal, but I did feel hot last night, which is kind of weird. What were your uh, deep uh, deep sleep cycle times as well as REM sleep cycle times? So I, I was kind of looking at that, and it looks like it's pretty normal. Like, so basically, it says deep sleep I got like fifty six minutes, and then REM sleep I got an hour and thirty seven minutes, which is like, I mean, a little bit less than usual. Usually, it's yeah, usually it's around like two hours for both, an hour and a half, two hours for both. So yeah, a little bit less than usual. But keep in mind, that was only from one alcoholic beverage. It wasn't like that bad. But like a, a, for a sleep score of 71 for me, that's 15 points less than usual. 15, 20 points less than usual. And by the way, if anybody like is wondering, I don't put in the fact that I was drinking last night into the app. Like it just knows. It knows that something is up. It's Sometimes it, like there's a little message that pops up and it's like, is something wrong? Would you like to turn on rest mode? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. knows. So when you actually start sleep. Uh, sleep tracking you'll notice a lot of like really good trends and one of the biggest things for my mental focus was actually increasing my deep sleep cycles um mm -hmm. usually on a good night's sleep i'll get anywhere between like two to three hours of deep sleep yeah 
And that's purely just from getting to bed on time and making sure that I actually get rest earlier in the night. Whereas when I was younger, I would stay up till 11.30, anywhere between 1 o'clock. But now I'm in bed by 10 and I get an extra hour and a half of deep sleep Mm -hmm. just from going to bed on time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then if we talk about like REM, REM sleep is going to play a lot into your emotional regulation. And that's going to play out more in the latter half of the morning. So like making sure that you're sleeping into what's in tune with your circadian rhythm. So for mine, my usual wake up time is around seven. So if I wake up earlier than seven, I'll actually miss out on my REM sleep. And so I'll see my REM sleep drop to like 15 or like 30 minutes sometimes if I wake up at like six. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, just as I'm kind of like sitting here too, like I feel like it's like, like there's definitely like my body feels like sensitive, you know, like I, I like there definitely feels like there's like something wrong. And it's like, I, as I'm sitting here, my like, I feel like my posture is not that great, but I feel too lazy to like change it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just want to like, like chill. Yeah. So yeah, like definitely sleep. Like if you want to stay mentally sharp, if you don't give a shit, then whatever. It goes back to how we're talking about this general like anxiousness too. Mm-hmm. I notice that when I don't get enough like REM sleep specifically, I feel so much more anxious during the day. Yeah, and sure. I'll be working with clients or I'll be talking to my friends. I'm like, why am I getting agitated talking to these people? And then I I can look at my ring and be like, oh yeah, it's because I didn't really rest very well. So yeah, the last one to stay mentally sharp is sleep. Of course. I would say that the last two that we talked about today are like probably two of the most important things on this list. Yeah, for sure. Like there's some pillars. Uh, yeah. High nutrients, foods and sleep. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then, yeah, because also like, you know, when I when I'm eating like like crap and not, not really caring what I eat, then it makes it so much harder for me to just stay focused. Yeah. Throughout the entire day. And it also like it kind of snowballs, too. So like there's been studies done that like. For, uh, I'm talking about like high nutrient dense foods here. If you eat a low nutrient dense food, like a highly processed food that's like, you know, like, I don't know, like McDonald's or something, it's way less likely for, or way more likely for you to eat, continue eating like that for the rest of the day. And I think it just has to do with like, you know, y- your body's craving for that, like, that high food. Again. Yeah. Like the, the dopamine release from like that crappy food. Um, so Yeah. But also, too, with sleep, if you don't get enough sleep, you're more likely to eat crappier foods as well. Oh, you know what we should do? A full podcast on dopamine. Yeah. Okay, guys, stick around for next time. We're going to go over dopamine because we haven't talked about that yet. And I think that would be a great podcast to do. And with that being said, you want to wrap this up? Do you have anything yeah, to say? If you guys have any other questions or things you want to talk about about dopamine, be sure to tag us on Instagram at Coach Kraken. Or at the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. Yeah, tag us on Instagram. That's how uh, you can show appreciation for the show. If you guys like it, um, let your friends know. And uh, that's all like, we kind of want from you. Just to kind of spread the message, the good message. We have nothing really to sell you or anything. This is literally because we just love you and we want to share the information. All right. So that's pretty much it for this podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one.